Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit
Saturday crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. A big war eagle. Shout out to everybody. It's Championship Saturday, everybody. And I'm I'm so excited for today. Auburn, Georgia, in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz. Um, I mean, so many, so many, so many conference championships today that I, I, I I'm so excited to even talk about, man. But you know, the main one we're gonna focus on today is the Georgia Auburn game, uh, in in the SEC country and also the ACC uh, championship game. We're also gonna talk a little bit about the Big Twelve game and the and the Big Ten game. So that being said, man, we got a lot. We got we got a action packed two hours. And let's just let's just get right into it, man. You know how we normally do it, man. It's it's the daily devotional. This one's actually a good one. This one comes from Psalms chapter one thirty nine, verses twenty three and twenty four. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me into the everlasting way. The moment of salvation marks the beginning of a relationship with God. Only then can a person start to develop a deeper, a deeper friendship with the Father, grow in knowledge of his word, and serve him. Whether one comes to faith as a child or as an adult, from that point on, spiritual growth should be a continual experience throughout life. Ultimately, God develops the, char- the believer's character in the Christian walk. But you may wonder, what part does the person play in maturing spirituality? David's prayer in today's psalm answers this question. He petitioned the Lord to examine his life and help him see it truthfully. David knew the consequences of sinful choices as well as, as the joy of walking closely with God, and he desired to rid himself of anything that was an obstacle. We, too, can pray for the Lord to reveal any areas of our life that are hindering our walk. With a humble and honest, with a, with a humble and honest heart before God, ask for the courage and willingness to look within. Of course, when our Father shows us something that needs work, we should resist rationalizing the behavior as it stalls growth. What's more, we must have patience. Just as it takes decades to become an adult, spiritual maturity also takes time. Let me just say that again. What's more, we must have patience. Just as it takes decades to become an adult, spiritual maturity also takes time. Maybe your spiritual growth has slowed or even stopped. Or perhaps you simply want to make sure that your heart is clean before the, before the Father. In either case, pray as David did, that the Lord will reveal anything blocking a close friendship with him. Let today be the start of a fresh season of growth in your life. Let me repeat that last sentence to you. Let today be the start of a fresh season of growth in your life. Man, that's some heavy stuff right there, man. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk some championship football. Y'all stay tuned.
it's not as it's not as complex as it Kenny Hill's hot right now. The running game is, is on fire. Here's the thing that 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 TCU needs to do. They need to get pressure on the quarterback. They did not get pressure on the quarterback at all against, against Oklahoma. I mean, that led to Mayfield throwing three, three touchdown passes in the first half. If Gary Patterson can come up with some sort of plan to, to negate some of what Oklahoma does offensively with Baker Mayfield, they may have a chance. Oklahoma, on the other hand, all Baker Mayfield has to do to win the Heisman is just have at least a semi-decent day, 270 yards, throwing the ball, you know, a couple touchdowns here, a couple of running, a couple of running, good running plays here and there. I think that's a, something that makes it a signature win, even though you've already beat him before, but, you know, make it make it look plausible, I guess. that That's the best way of putting it. But what needs to happen for Oklahoma, they didn't come out with that same intensity that they had against TCU the first time around. They need to, they need to control the, they need to control the, both sides of the, both sides of the line. They also need to negate the running game of TCU because when they negate the running game of TCU, that puts all the onus on Kenny Hill, and Kenny Hill can't handle it. Man, that's just my opinion. But. Kenny Hill's a great quarterback, he, don't get me wrong, but he can't handle the pressure that Oklahoma will bring to him. And that defense is just lights out right now. they has been playing lights out pretty much the entire year. So we're going to be looking at some at some different things in this game that we haven't seen yet. But my prediction on it is the same as everybody else's prediction. I, I mean – a lot of people think that. A lot of people think that that TCU can win this game. I actually think TCU can win this game. TCU is red hot right now. You know, Kenny Hill. If they if they stay balanced, don't fall behind by seven, ten points, seventeen points, whatever have you. Then you got you got a chance for TCU to beat Oklahoma. And that's why I'm picking TCU to beat Oklahoma. I'm picking TCU to beat Oklahoma by a touchdown in a game that will come back to bite Commissioner Bill Bowlesby in his butt. Because when you could have had schools like Houston, Boise, Cincinnati, or Memphis in your conference this year to give you a true conference championship game and to get you up to 12 teams, you decided not to go with none either of them, so this is going to come back and bite you. I hope it doesn't, but it's looking more and more that way. Very much more that way. Sorry. You know, one of the other one of the other championship games that, that a lot of people are talking about: Ohio State, Wisconsin. These two teams. Avoided each other this year, which is which is a very very a very very good thing for Wisconsin because Wisconsin kind of played a I don't want to call it a weak schedule, but I don't want to call it a bad schedule either. I mean they had some really good they had 
some really good games. They fell behind early in their first game of the season. I think I think it was Nevada. They were down like like seventeen nothing or something like that. And they woke up, and from that point on, from that second half on, you have not seen them skip a beat. I mean, they got signature wins over. They got signature win over Michigan, which doesn't look all that good because Michigan's at four and Ohio State wiped the floor with them at 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 the big house. But when you look at when you look at other other aspects of of the game, it there's a game within a game. Actually, I mean, Alex Hornibrook is showing why I thought he's one of the top four quarterbacks in the Big Ten, one of the top twenty quarterbacks in the nation. He's showing that right now. And then you have an 1,800-yard rusher behind him that's making him that much much more better because he doesn't necessarily have to take over a game. He can keep the game manageable. He can manage the game and, you know, and take over when he needs to take over. That's what basically what's been going on with, with Wisconsin the entire year. This is a good team. They can throw the ball. They can run the ball. They've got great special teams play, and and they've got they've got a coach that loves the coach that loves Wisconsin that that has a passion for Wisconsin like any other. So when you have that together, it it makes for a good thing. Ohio State is the same way. You've got coaches who really care, coaches who should be coaches at Tennessee, but we'll talk about that later. You have a coach who, who don't lose, who doesn't lose. I mean, let's put it that way. He does not lose. You know, you got a loss, you got a loss to Iowa, which, which was striking while the iron's hot. You have a loss to to Oklahoma, which Oklahoma at that point seemed unbeatable until they got beat, until they got beat, you know, midway in the season to get a little refocus. So look at it from look at it from that standpoint. Ohio State has to win this game and hope that other things happen, such as Auburn beating Georgia again. Um, Clemson getting upset by Miami. Uh, Oklahoma getting beat by TCU. And then also hoping that those credible losses that they had to Iowa and Oklahoma cancel themselves out and they can leapfrog Alabama and get there basically on their name. And because they have a Big Ten championship. So, that being said, this is going to be an absolute defensive war because both teams have great defenses. Jim Leonard, defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, 10-year NFL veteran, former safety at Wisconsin. He has put together a defense that mirrors only the defense's of when he was there in their Rose Bowl years. 
This is probably the best defense that Wisconsin's had in a very long time. And it's the first time they've had both a great defense as well as a great offense to balance themselves off of. I mean, I would liken this Wisconsin team because of their speed and because of because of their speed and because of the way that they play physically. I mean, this is almost you know, you look at Wisconsin, you look at Ohio State, and you look at what Ohio State has physically up front, up top, you know, with JT Barrett, what he does as a quarterback, Mike Weber, what he does as a running back, and, and, and those receivers that he has. He's got some pretty good receivers at Ohio State, too. And then you also look at their defense. Their defense is the same thing. They're very speed. They're speed. Both these both these teams are very speedy on the defense side of the ball. Both of these teams can can defend the pass very well, and both of these teams can defend the run really well. They have they have safeties and corners that don't mind getting their hands dirty and making sure tackles. This is the difference. The difference between these two teams is this: Wisconsin's gonna gonna hammer the ball at you twenty four seven three sixty five and then hit you with a deep ball every once in a while or hit you with that intermediate ball that will, that will carry them over the top. What I like about this game is it's going to be one in the trenches. If Wisconsin and that big offensive line can win the, win the battle up front, the running game is going to be great. The play-action game is going to be, is going to be on point. And then defensively, if they can win that side of the ball as well against a big Ohio State offensive line, this could mean trouble for Ohio State. But we've seen Ohio State win games they shouldn't win, and this is a game they shouldn't win, but I wouldn't bet against them to win this game. But, again, my thoughts on this, on my, my thinking and, and everything here, with the body of work that Wisconsin put put together this year, with a schedule that did not include Michigan, did not include Ohio State until today, did not include. I mean, it included some some teams from the East, but it didn't include all four teams like some like some schools have had this season. So, you know, and let, let's go back and look at Wisconsin's schedule and. And we'll see, and, I'll, and I'll explain to you why I think this is this is a good thing for Wisconsin because I mean let's just look at it from this standpoint. You know Utah State you were down ten nothing you came back and won that game fifty nine to ten. Florida Atlantic you had Florida Atlantic on the ropes and I mean you had them twenty eight to twenty eight to nothing and then they scored fourteen at the end of the game. You go to BYU you you destroy BYU. You know. A good Maryland team, you beat by 25. Um, a rebuilding Illinois team, you only beat by two touchdowns. A good Purdue team that is going bowling, you know, you beat them by you beat them by eight. I mean, but you know, you you avoid the you avoid the Ohio State, you avoid the Penn State, you avoid Michigan State this year. You had a great schedule, and you struck while the iron, and Wisconsin struck while the iron was hot. 
because of their schedule, because they didn't have Ohio State on their schedule until today, because they did not have Penn State on their schedule, and because they did not have Michigan State on their schedule. I, I, I mean, they struck while the iron's hot. I mean, that's the best way to put it for Wisconsin. So when you look at Wisconsin's body of work, and you look at Ohio State's body of work, Wisconsin wins this game. This is a marquee win for them. This gets them in the playoffs. So, so when you look at it, and you look at it on paper, and we're starting to we're starting to get the landscape of the, of the playoff picture. A Wisconsin win, coupled with a TCU loss. Should get Oklahoma in through the back door and keep Alabama out. Tear my mask out. Tear my mask out. Okay. There's no way you're gonna bring a two loss USC into the fold. Because USC didn't really beat anybody except the except in within conference and the conference cannibalized itself. Okay. So, when you look at that, you eliminate the pack. You eliminate the pack twelve. You would eliminate possibly the ACC, unless Clemson beats Miami, which they should. So Clemson becomes a one seed. All right, the ACC championship game should Auburn beat Georgia, which we'll talk about a little later on. That would get Wisconsin in. That would get Auburn in, and then that four seed would go possibly. And, and I say this with bated breath. <laughs> I say this with bated breath. You have Auburn. You have Clemson. You have Oklahoma. And you have Wisconsin. That will be that will be your four teams right there, and it'll be the same four teams that were one, two, three, and four in the playoffs. But and I say and I say this, but because TCU doesn't have a marquee win, you can't put a two loss TCU in, and you can't put a one loss Alabama team in that did not win their conference. That's why I think. That's why I think win or lose, I think Oklahoma's in based on what they've done over the season with the marquee win over over Ohio State. You know, and then you look at Alabama's body of work and you see what they've done with their with their schedule and what and what they who they've beaten this year. Then you start getting that controversy in. You know, somebody, I know somebody's going to say, well, let's play devil's advocate in this. Okay, let's do that. If Oklahoma loses, who does Oklahoma play this year? Well, I just gave you some, I gave you what Oklahoma played with. I mean, they played, <laughs> I mean, they played Ohio State. They went to the big. You go to the big house and you beat Ohio State. 
there there's something to be said about that. I mean, that's just that's just what that is. I mean, you 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 can't. You can't take that away from them. Period. I mean, you go to the big house and and you you beat Ohio State handily at the big house. You know that non-conference was wasn't wasn't as strong. You know, you look past UTEP who was winless. You look past Lane, which which won four games this year. You know, Ohio State is a signature win. Okay. TCU is a big win. Oklahoma State is a big win. Okay, so we look at it from that. We look at look at all those all those games, but the one loss that you have is against is against Iowa State. And see, will, should that hurt them? No, because Iowa State. Ended up being like a eight, like a eight win team this year, seven eight win team this year. This, to me, Iowa State was a seven win team this year. Sorry, they were a seven win team this year. They weren't even expected to even sniff the top, the top half of of the Big Twelve this year. But they did. I mean, they did. Strength of schedule to me, they they have the second strongest strength of schedule. Their win loss records between the teams they played this year. I mean, they average. I mean, they almost average around about eight nine games. They average about eight nine games. So we look at it from that. Like I said, I look at it from from that point of view. The teams that Oklahoma has beaten, and the one loss against Iowa State, which you know was not picked to do anything, you know. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean. Signature wins. I mean, your signature wins again for Oklahoma this year. Ohio State, Oklahoma State, TCU. You beat TCU again. I mean, that does nothing to help you, but it also does everything to support what you've done the entire season, which is win games. And it makes it makes it look good on the, on the resume as well. So that gets you in. But we go back and we look at – let's look at Alabama's schedule this year. 11-1. and You know, Florida State's a wash because Florida State had a bad year. Fresno State, that that's turning more and more into a quality win. Colorado State, again, two teams from the Mountain West. And the Mountain West is probably the premier – Mid-major conference beside the MAC in the country. I think the MAC and, and the Mountain West are probably side by side. The AAC is probably is there too. You know, those are three school. Those are three conferences that are right there in that mid-major category that look real good. Colorado State, 
eight-win team this year. Fresno State's playing in the Mountain West Championship game this week, this weekend against Boise State, which is a team that they that they beat last week. So you look at that. This could loom large. Your mid-major, your mid-major wins, Fresno State and Colorado State, could loom very large for Alabama in a sense that when you look at those, when you look at those three wins there, which is out of conference, aside from Florida State, which was number three at the time, preseason number three, you look in the conference and you see what they've beaten. They beat a good LSU team that struggled without a quarterback. They beat a good Mississippi State team. They they struggled, and they they came out they came out like roses. But nobody of upon the pundits would say there's nobody of credibility on their schedule except Florida State, and we saw what Florida State's done. You lose to Auburn. You lose to a good Auburn team. So. Here is here is my argument for Alabama if Alabama to get in. Fresno State wins the Mountain West Championship and wins ten games. The Fresno State the Fresno State win becomes a quality win, in my opinion. Simply because of what Fresno State has done this year. Ten and three, I mean You lose Alabama, you lose to Washington. You know, you lose the UNLV, which is going bowling this year as well. Well, I mean, they 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 may go bowling if everything goes right because of the way that they their graduation rate is. UNLV is at that top that top level to where they may go bowling. Quality wins in conference. I mean, Wyoming, which is an improving Wyoming team, even though Wyoming. You know they didn't do as well as they did last year. Again, you know you beat you beat the San Diego State team handily, which was which is the class of of, of the Mountain West. I mean, so we look at look at Fresno State schedule nine and three. You win, you beat Boise. You ten and three. That's a quality win for Alabama. Not many people are going to look at it that way, though. Again, like I said, not many people are going to look at that win that win as big as anything else. Colorado State against a seven-win team in the Mountain West, you're not going to look at their you're not going to look at at them, but that's a quality win because because of what Colorado State has done. I mean, so it is. It's a double-edged sword when it comes to scheduling this year, and I think that's what's going to hurt Alabama the most is because they don't have that signature win. But the way they beat people, yeah. I mean, the way they beat people, ooh, yeah, this should should be a great win. This should be, you know, a top-notch win. But I say you look at Florida State and the time on what they have. You look at A&M and the turmoil they've had, the only thing that, that's a quality that Alabama really has is a quality loss to a good Auburn team. 
that that's it. But you were also number one when you won when you lost that game too. So that's where that's where the controversy comes in with with who should be in if Oklahoma loses or if one of the other schools loses, like a Wisconsin, like a you know, like a TCU. I mean Or Clemson. I mean, Clemson loses, and then it throws it all in the chaos because you might have two two-loss teams in there in Auburn if Auburn can win, and Oklahoma, should Oklahoma win? Should Oklahoma get in? So there's a possibility you could have two two-loss teams in the final, in, in the college football playoff, which shouldn't be that way, but, you know, it is what it is. So, Getting back to getting back to the original point, which is Ohio State, Wisconsin. I, it's hard for me to pick against Ohio State, especially the way that JT Barrett's been playing over the last few weeks since that big comfort behind victory. And it's also hard for me to pick against Wisconsin because of their body of work that they've put together this year, even though they haven't played anybody. Okay, so. I'm going to leave this up to fate, and I'm going to go (sighs) – Wisconsin did beat Minnesota – did shut out Minnesota last week, 38-0. So – but Ohio State did go into Michigan, and they beat Michigan pretty – they beat Michigan handily. So – Huh. Hmm. 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 Um. gonna be a close game either way it goes, and but I like. I, I love JC Barrett, the quarterback. I love that secondary of Ohio State, even though it's young and it does give up some yards at times. <laughs> I also like Alex Hornibrook, and I like that running game at, at Wisconsin and that gigantic offensive line that that's almost like road graders, you know, to be honest. You got 1,800-yard rusher here. You got a 1,200-yard rusher here. Got eighteen hundred yard rusher for Wisconsin. Got twelve hundred yard rusher at Ohio State. You have a guy who just don't know how to lose in J C Barrett. You have a guy, Alex Hornibrook, who is coming to his own this year, throwing almost three thousand yards, throwing for almost three thousand yards. You know he don't give up the ball. He don't turn over the ball. Neither does J C Barrett. J C Barrett is very accurate with with his, with his passing. This this game is so hard for me to pick. It's hard for me to pick this game because all of the intangibles that you have in this game are they're so similar, and they, and these two teams mirror each other so well. Even though offensively they do it differently, philosophically it's still the same thing. Run first, run first, ask questions later. So. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. This wouldn't be so much of an upset if Ohio State wins this game. But what would be the upset is if Wisconsin does not show up and dominate this game. Because Wisconsin has all the intangibles to dominate this game. Big offensive line, good quarterback that don't turn the ball over, great running back that that's run for almost uh, that's run for over eighteen hundred yards. You know, defense that's that's in the top that's in the top fifteen, um, just like Ohio State top fifteen defense. A quarterback that just don't that, that just he he wills his team to win, like he did last year. I mean so. Oh, this is this is a this is a great great game, you know. For argument's sake, I mean, it's a great game to, to argue about. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that, but um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm I do have a re, I do have a right to change my pick if I want to before the end of the show. So I'm gonna go right now. I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. By a field goal, because I think this game is so close. From this game is so close from a from a physical standpoint and from a number standpoint that you can't go wrong picking either team. But I'm gonna pick Wisconsin because I think Wisconsin's got. I think Wisconsin got that just a little bit more than what Ohio State has. But let's not discount the heart and the play the playability of what Ohio State can do. Okay? Let 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 me just let me just let that marinate. But I will say Wisconsin by field goal. I'll I'll go ahead and I'll go out on them and say that. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk the ACC championship game for just a few moments, and then we're going to break down the ACC championship game. Y'all stay tuned. DesertStormRadio.com, your global DJ network, brought to you by the world-famous DJ Clue. Clue.
I just wanna talk to your girl about the future. I put water in my chain now, I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you higher than the planet you ain't never seen. Pull up in the city you ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you. Nothing like you lead, baby girl, let me talk to you. Smoking on some shit from the west side. I'ma get you higher than the east side. Bullin' with the niggas on the right side. I'm the type of nigga that'll keep it right. Pull up at the red light. I'ma drop the top of the hair right. She ain't nothing like no mother bitch. She fell in love with a real nigga. All the dribble got me fucking with her. Baby girl, no, I'm fine. I wanna talk to you, girl, about the future. I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler. I'ma get you high than the planet she ain't never seen. Pull up in the seat she ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Put your phone on a wall with me. Phone on a wall with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Y'all nigga really get it. Y'all nigga really get it. Cheap vibe to the west side. Over I got a nigga high. Better have a million to the sky. You're really in dabbing 'cause I'm high. Red bottom slippers, she my Cinderella. Magic City G5, shout about whatever. She focused by getting in that word about you bitches. A vision on paper, no time for the haters. Shots on deck, baby girl, turn up with me. Once you gon' turn up with me, now if I check, got me ballin' like Petey, Orlando, my city, let's get it, we livin', we gon' make a movie, no matinee, Kim K, Ray J, way before Kanye, in my city, we fuckin' till Monday, put your phone down and walk with me, Molly got me geek, want you talk to me, run a game like 2K, but we look out it a long way, I talk to you, girl, about the future, I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler, I'ma get you higher than the planet she never seen, Pull up in the seat, she ain't never seen. I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you. Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Put your phone on a wall with me. Phone on a wall with me. I never fought with none of these lanes. Y'all nigga really get it. Y'all nigga really get it. Cheap vibe to the west side. Over I got a nigga high. Better have a million to the sky. You're really in cause I'm high.
searching for you. So can't you see the fire? Robin's steady burning for you. To make it clear that I got more than a yearning for you. I'm just hoping you see me as someone that's perfect for you. Said, am I worth it for you? And when I find it, I'll be the first to remind you that what we live in is timeless. And by the time we were winding, I swear, start to see that it's one hell of a life. And we finished on it off with one hell of a seem to find but look up you can see me now among the sky on the horizon it's searching for you among the highs you got me feeling like i'm always running out of time or maybe out my mind playing my part again if life again will you shuffling up my cards again reading your signs so i'm finna follow my heart again rolling through traffic like i've been passing the cards you in you got me looking back it's like you're moving away in back of my I'm staying focused and trying to send you my So for the future, what's my chance of being? And I can promise you only getting the best of mine You got what's worthy of really putting the rest aside The inner beauty to sell a woman is best to find The funny thing is that girl, you something I'm best to find My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Shout out to the shout out to the man Ray Baker, Underground Sounds. Also to my man Marquise Wineglass. Uh, they putting it down, doing some big things over there in Columbus, Georgia. Also to my man Connor Cassidy. Just heard his song um, with him and Lyrical Jada, the, the, the lovely, beautiful Lyrical Jada, uh, Smoke Signals. Uh, shout out to him as well. Uh, himself and Kyle Bent. You know they had a big. Had a big event in, in Boston um, this past week, and uh, heard it went well. So uh, shout out to shout out to the boys over there. Um, very excited, you know. Again, championship weekend this weekend, next weekend, Army Navy. So excited! That, that's on my bucket list too, Army Navy as well. But um, so excited to be talking to you guys, man, and and talking talking football. Uh, also, while I'm doing some shout-outs, man, uh, shout-out to to uh, the Lynette High School football team here in Lynette, here in Lynette Alabama. Um, going to the state championship game, uh, winning last night um, over a really good team, um, over a really good Sullivan team uh, last night. Um, <laughs> actually, actually beat them, after beat the doors off of them. So, um 
very excited to see them. They're, they're going to, they're going to Tuscaloosa to play in the state championship game, and that game will be. I want to say it's Friday. If I looked at the schedule correctly, it's Friday. It's a Friday game. It's a Friday afternoon game. I think it's at. I want to say it's on one thirty kickoff in Tuscaloosa at Bryant Denny uh, for the Super Seven in Alabama. Um, again and again, man. Shout out support to your schools, man. Give me a call. Give me a call here six four six three seven eight two zero two nine eight. Man, I want to hear your support for your schools, man. Y'all call in and y'all, y'all let me know what y'all think about your schools. Uh, also, man, uh, special thanks to Desert Storm Radio. Desert Storm Boys doing it, man. DJ Clue, those guys. College Underground Radio, the Hype Magazine, Voices of Hip Hop. So many more people that we that we can that we need to thank, man. So little time, but um, also. <laughs> Let's just get right back into it, man. The ACC championship game is is probably one of the most highly contested games of the year simply because both of these teams have one loss. Both of these teams have not seen each other this year, unlike what you see in the ACC championship game, the Big 12 championship game. This game here is is very important for both teams because Miami can backdoor their way in if they beat Clemson. Here's the problem that we have with Clemson. Here's the problem that we have with Miami. Since Clemson got punched in the mouth by Syracuse, that's a quality loss. And for Clemson to still be number one, even after a quality loss to to a, to a Syracuse team that only finished like five and seven or four and eight, something like that, you know, it's not it's not a good thing, but it's not a great thing either. So. That being said, Clemson just went on a tear. They started beating, they started beating the doors off everybody. So, when you look at it from that standpoint, yes, it, it did get a little ugly for for those schools, for for Clemson at one point. You know, losing Kelly Bryant, you know, for the rest of that game against Syracuse, it really hindered their offense. The defensive side of the ball did not live up to to the standards that Brent Venables and that Brent Venables and and Dabo Sweeney have have won it. This is the defending national champions. So that being said, we look at the flip side. We look at Miami. Miami's been been getting the ball, been turning the ball over all all season long. You know, you relied on you relied on the combination of Braxton Berrios and and Malik Rozier all all, all season, but you've also had guys. You also had guys like Mark Walton, but you lost Mark Walton early in the season, and then two last week, in the last week, Chris Herndon and Amon Richards. You know, Pitt exposed them a little bit, uh, in in a sense, when they couldn't get the turnovers that they needed. They kind of they kind of went by the wayside a little bit. They kind of they kind of pressed the game instead of just running their offense. And I think that's a lot to do with Malik Rozier being young. I think this has got a lot to do with Mark Rich wanting to appease the fan base and trying to be more aggressive, unlike what he was at Georgia at times. So I think what that 
does I think the question is does Miami have enough offense to deal do they have enough offense to make this thing close? Here's the problem that you have. You lose a great running back like Mark Walton. You lose your top tight end and Chris Herndon, who was, who was your security blanket. Amon Richards, who was your who was your your possession guy. You know, you still have Brandon Barrios, who can be that possession guy, but he's also a deep threat because of his speed. You kind of lose yourself a little bit. Can the Miami offensive line contain the defensive line at Clemson? This is probably the best defense. I mean, it seems like the last three years, Clemson has had an elite offensive line, uh, elite defensive line. They've had a guy go to the NFL off that defensive line. Seems like every year, whether it's a first rounder, second rounder, third rounder. I mean, what have you? You look at this Miami defense, this Miami offense. They don't give up many sacks. They're very great. They're very great on the, in run in, in the run in their run sets. They're very great in in their pass sets at times. But with the exotic looks that Brent Venables gives you out of the three four, and the way that he sends blitzes, you know, yeah, this could be this could be a this could be a chess match of sorts if you look at it from that standpoint. It also. With Trey Lamar not playing this game, Trey Lamar of Roswell High School um, not playing this game because of a shoulder injury, will that will that hurt Clemson in a way as well? We'll talk about that in just a second. But right now we're going to talk about Miami. I think Miami can contain. I think they'll give up the occasional sack. I don't think they'll get I don't think I don't think that I don't think I don't think Miami will give up the the, the eleven sacks that Auburn gave up, you know. But I do see I mean Clemson Clemson's defense line is for real. I mean watching them against Auburn this is an NFL-ready defensive line. I mean, that's just being for real. This is an NFL-ready defensive line that can rush the quarterback. Their front seven is just a total – is just – their front seven is is lights out. I mean, and they're, and they're back – and, and their secondary is young, but they're athletic, they're quick, and they're good. <laughs> I mean, the, let's just put it that way. I mean, when they when when that when they start gelling together, oh my God, this is gonna be it's gonna be one of those it's gonna be one of those things, man. I mean, I'm just, whew. I'm just saying. Now we look at the flip side of that, and we look at what Clemson has done since Clemson played Auburn, since Clemson went to Syracuse and lost to Syracuse. You start seeing a different Kelly Bryant. You start seeing the Kelly Bryant that you saw the game slow down for him. The game got slower for him, and he just he went at it. He's been going at it nonstop. Now, will he give up turnovers? 
He is prone to the turn. He is prone to the occasional turnover, or the or the thing that makes you scratch your head at times. So, does he need to play mistake free football? Of course, everybody has to play mistake free football. But I think for Clemson, they've got to make sure that everything they do is balanced because if they run the ball. They got to run the ball hard. I mean, really hard. If they're going to throw the ball, they got to make sure that the sure throw is made because this ball hawking secondary at for Miami can change the game. The turnover chain will it come into play? It can. Will it? It should. I mean, when you, when when Miami's on, Miami forces turnovers. And not only they force turnovers, but they get in your face. They get that swagger that they've had that they had from the eighties and the nineties. So you gotta look at it from that standpoint. Is is Miami getting back to that? Slowly but surely. I think Donna Shalelo needs to step away and then they'll get fully into that. I think you need to have an athletic department that's, that's 100% behind you and look at getting an on-campus stadium for you, as Brett Johnson would say. My man, Brett Johnson, shout out to you, Brett, buddy. Big big Miami fan, you know. But, alas, I digress. Can Miami win this game? Yes. Miami needs to, needs to force at least two turnovers in this game, and they've got to capitalize by turning those points, turning those two or three turnovers into seven points each time. Because Clemson, Clemson can can blow the doors off of you if you let them. Clemson can also they can also turn up the heat defensively as well. So you have to you have to take your opportunities when you can get them against a good Clemson team that can hurt you on both the offensive side, the defensive side, and the special team side because they've got great punters. they got a great kicker who can you can make long field goals. they got punters who can, who can change the field position. This, this is a complete Clemson team that we saw last year, but it's a little bit better this year because of their front seven this year. Which is scary. I mean, I said that I said that coming out of the coming out of the national championship game last year when they played when they played Alabama the second time around. I said that this this is a this is a team that could be better on the front seven this year than they were last year and the year before. So I, I just I, I'm really 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 looking at this game as a litmus test for each. Who do I think will win this game? I think Clemson will win this game. It's going to be way closer than people think. A lot of people think that Clemson is going to win this game by by 10, 7, 10, 13, 17 points. This has field goal touchdown tops written all over it because of the way that both defenses play, the, ball, the way both defenses play, the way both offenses play, when they're both hot, they're and they're both hot. It's going to 
they're both hot. They're just going to trade touchdown, 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 touchdown. But you have to give the special teams <coughs> you have to give the special teams um, category to, to Miami. They have an all-ACC kicker. They also have an honorable mention all-ACC punter as well. And both of these guys, they can make the long field goal. So when you look at it from that standpoint, if it comes out to a field goal, Miami Miami could, can win the game. But Clemson, if they can control both sides of the ball, they can get that screen that screen game going. They can get Kelly Bryant going with with his legs, um, get the ball out to to your to your sure-handed receivers and also to to um, to that number thirteen. So I like Clemson. I like Clemson. I think Clemson will win by by a touchdown, uh, by a field goal touchdown at the most. I don't think it'll get past. I don't even think it'll get past ten points. To be honest with you, I, I really don't. And you know, and I know Miami is like a nine and a half point underdog, but I don't even think it's going to be that much. I think it's going to be like a field goal touchdown type game. I, I just got that feeling. And the big one. <laughs> this this is the one. This, this game here. Auburn Georgia rematch of of. Um, my birthday weekend um, matchup from November November 11th. This game, this game has so much riding on it. I think the winner of this game it has a direct has a direct pass into the possible playoff. I think this will be the only two uh, the only two lost teams that will get in. Is is Auburn if Auburn wins? Because Auburn Auburn is, is striking while iron tied as well. You know you have two losses. You have two losses. You have a loss to number one Clemson, where your quarterback who hadn't played in over four hundred, almost four hundred fifty days. You know, he looked pedestrian out there. He got sacked 11 times. Okay. You saw the improvement from that week forward. Now, you look at this team, this is a completely different Auburn team from from that team. Until you met LSU. You had a big lead against LSU. You let up. You let LSU off the hook and you you lose by field goal. Fast forward five weeks, and we look at what Auburn is doing right now, and Auburn is looking absolutely amazing. Derek Stidham has gone on a tear. Kayon Johnson has gone on a tear. You know, you lose, you lose a guy like, and you lose, you lose, you lose one of the Davis, the Davis boys, and. Uh, and you lose one of the you lose one of and you also lose um Kevin Petway to injury. So that being said, I mean you got guys like Eli Stovehead who's who stepped up to the plate. Carrion Johnson has stepped up his load. Nate Craig Myers is, is just playing lights out. Um 
you know, that whole receiving core just they just banded together. And you saw Slayton with that great touchdown pass against Georgia in, in that game. I mean, this this is a game for me that has I mean, it has classic written all over it, to be honest with you. I mean admittedly Trevor Smart said he played he, he played close to the vest when it came to <coughs> when it comes to um, excuse me he played close to the vest when it came to, to play calling in that second quarter and it cost him. Okay. Here's the thing about Auburn that that here's the thing about Georgia that, that we that we know has to do. And it's three it's three three simple three simple simple things that, that Georgia needs to do in order to win this game. Okay. And I'm gonna give you three reasons why why Georgia why Auburn should win that game, win this game as well. I'm I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go with Georgia first. Georgia has to avoid the dumb penalties. They gave up two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties in back-to-back series, which ultimately hurt them. You know, Sonny Michelle getting getting a getting a um, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on a fourth down play, and DeAndre you know, Walker getting a late hit getting getting a late hit getting um. In the penalty for late hit on on carry on, which Auburn turned into touchdowns. Turned those penalties into touchdowns. Here's the thing. Here here is part of the problem for for Georgia. Georgia got caught up in the heat of the moment. They got nervous. I mean, all the attitudes that you want to use for this game is what happened. Okay. Here is the second thing they need to do, and it goes with this, and it goes with the dumb penalties. I'm going to skip number two because number two is actually number one, in my opinion. Win the battle in the trenches. That's something that Georgia did not do against Auburn. Auburn pushed them I mean, they punched them in the mouth. I mean, they punched them hard in the mouth. And that's part of the problem that you had in this game with Georgia this year. Georgia got hit in the mouth. And now that they got hit in the mouth, they couldn't sustain anything. They couldn't sustain drives. They couldn't they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't stop the pass rush of Auburn, even though Auburn only got three sacks, four sacks in that game, they couldn't stop the pass rush. Pass rush was getting too was getting upfield too be too too fast, too quick. They were stopping the run game. The front seven was was getting stopped. Nick Chubb, you know, did not have a great game. Sonny Michelle did not have a great game running the ball. I expect I expect Georgia to. Do things differently on first down than they did in than they did in the first game. 
first thing I think uh, I think Georgia will do is that they'll diversify their packages a little bit. I think you might see some. I think you might see some jet sweeps. I think you might see some. You know, with Riley really and um, and um, and Godwin, Terry Godwin. I think you may see some. I think you may see some some different things from them getting getting their hands getting the ball in the hands of their speed guys. Terry Godwin, you know, this is this is his time to shine. You know, um, we look at Riley Ridley. This is his time to shine. Javon Williams, you know, he hurt us like he hurt. He hurt Auburn in the first game. You know, had over had over 100 yards receiving. Again, we look at those little intangibles. You're gonna see some jet sweeps. You're gonna see you're gonna see passing on first down. You're gonna see you're gonna see some play action face. You're gonna see some things that Jim Cheney has not shown all all season in this game. That's the key for uh, that's the key for Georgia. Georgia has to control the trenches in order for him in order for Jim Cheney to open up the playbook and diversify the, the uh, diversify what they want to do on first and second down. They got to play they got to play ahead of the change. If they don't, that's going to be a problem because when when you play behind the change, Auburn is a downhill team defensively. They stay downhill and they won't let up. So <clears throat> those are the big keys. Here's the number one key for me. Here's the number one key for me in this entire in this entire thing. Your play calling has to be on point. Jim Cheney and Kirby Smart went conservative in parts of that game where they shouldn't have. But you can't get fancy against an Auburn team. You have to play within yourself. You have to know when to take the chance or not to take the chance. That's that's the difference between a Kirby Smart, which is a second year head football coach, and a Nick Saban who's a seasoned coach. You gotta know when to when you gotta pick choose your battles and do it wisely. That's something that that Auburn has not that, that Georgia has not done. You know, in, in, in each of the each of the last two seasons when there's been an important game such as this. I think you gotta you gotta move Jake Fry around a little bit. He can he can throw on the run. You gotta you gotta move the pocket with him. You've also got to take, like I said, you've got to take risks. You're gonna to have to throw the ball on first down. You're gonna to have to, uh, you're gonna to have to put the metal down. You have to put the metal down when, when you get a big play. Because if not, if not, then then you're in trouble. Uh, you, you got to, like I said, you got to diversify your play calling. You got to be fearless with it. You got, I mean, not be fearless in the sense that. That you're being reckless with your play calling, but you have to be. You have to be what brought you there. Be the coach that brought you to. Be the coach that that made AD the AD want you there.
and don't squander opportunities. I mean, can the defense can the defense for Georgia get turnovers? Yes. But they've got to play within themselves. They've got to take advantage of those turnovers if they get those turnovers. It's the same thing with Auburn. And we're going to flip over to Auburn. With Auburn, Auburn has to, again, you have to, what they did against Alabama is the same thing they're going to have to do against Georgia. You know, they did, in fact, they didn't throw the ball much on first down against Georgia last last game out. This time I think they will have to. So that way, you know what, let me stop. Let me stop right there. Here's the key for Auburn. Offensively. And I said this to my man T-Rex yesterday who asked me this question. What Offensively, what does Auburn have to do? Okay. It's simple. <laughs> a healthy carry-on makes for a happy stadium. Following me here? I'm going to repeat what I just said. A, happy, a healthy carry-on makes for a happy stadium. Here's the reason why I say that. Yes, Terrence Stidham was uh, was the number three dual co- the number two dual threat quarterback coming out of high school in 2015. Okay, yes, Terrence Stidham can run the four five four six forty. Yes, he can. Yes, at the Elite Eleven, Trent Dilfer, 2015 Elite Eleven said that. Jared Stidham throws the prettiest deep ball he's ever seen to that point. Yes, <laughs> Jared Stidham can can take over games and be just as good. Here is the thing that we haven't seen from Jared Stidham yet. If you don't have a healthy running back, can he take over the game and be a be a quarterback that can throw the ball all over the yard. Yes. Have we seen that yet? No. Do I think he has the accuracy to throw the intermediate passes and throw the the long hash to hash pass? Yes. But do you think that they want to do that? Hell no, Auburn doesn't want to do that. They want to stay as balanced as they can. So who becomes the edge factor in all this? Guys like Eli Stove, guys like Cam Martin, guys like Kyle Davis. The reason why I say those are the edge factors here is because you give them the ball on jet sweeps. You give them the ball in this short passing place, and you saw what Kyle Davis can do when he got the ball and he has space when he takes those short passes. Caught 11 balls for 100 and something yards last week against a good Alabama secondary, a good sure tackling Alabama secondary. He made Mika Fitzpatrick look pedestrian at, at some point. So, <clears throat> you still have weapons. You still can run the ball. 
And Jared Stidham can also give you give you a threat to run the ball all day long, but you don't want him taking hits because what you have behind him is a true freshman quarterback in Malik Willis who could play, who can play, who almost who almost if Jared Stidham wasn't there, Woody Barrett wasn't there. We'd be talking about Malik Willis being the starting quarterback at Auburn this year as a true freshman. That's how good and that's how much he's impressed. Now, since you don't have him right now, something happens to Jared Stidham. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be disastrous. So you know you don't have the depth at quarterback that you that you need, but. You do have depth at receiver. You can you can mix you know, he you can mix and match receivers. I mean, you've seen him go to Will Hastings a lot, you've seen him go to to Slayton, you've seen him go to Nate Craig Myers, you've seen him go to go to um I mean you've seen him go to Kyle Davis, you've seen him go to uh the Chandler Cox, even out of the backfield. Carry on Johnson you know, what what have you? Sal Canella can catch the ball, you know, for you. I mean, you've also got another true freshman that you want a red shirt that that you want to keep the red shirt on, and John Samuel Shanker, who can also catch the ball as a tight end H back type player. So <clears throat> you look at Auburn offensive line. You know what you're gonna get. Casey Dunn, who's a graduate transfer from from Jacksonville State, you know what he can do at center. You know he's put himself in in company where if he was to have played the entire season at center, he'd be on the Remington. He'd be a Remington Award finalist. I, I can I, I, I will I will say that without a shadow of a doubt. He'd be a Remington finalist right now for the best center in the country. Casey Dunn has that kind of pedigree. That whole offensive line is just—it's been banged up a whole season. But when you have your best offensive line out there, when you have Casey Dunn at center, you move Golson over to uh, Golson over to guard or over to tackle. You know he can play all over. He can play each each side tackle. He can play guard. He can play center. I think that's where you have your best your best lineup when you have a guy like Casey Dunn in the middle. Who is smart? Who's played in a similar offense as Jacksonville State for 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 three years? So I, I love I love what we're gonna have here. This could be a chess match. Will it be Will it be a forty one to seventeen type game? My answer is this: No. Will it be a? I mean, I expected it the first game around. I expected it to be really tight. I expected it to be I expected it to be like a twenty seven, twenty four game. I expected it to be to be a defensive a defensive dollar fight. We didn't get that. We got Auburn beating the crap out of out of, out of Georgia. Here's the here's the part that I think a lot of people A lot of people miss. And 
here's the thing that I think that's gonna get it's gonna get Auburn over the edge today. Auburn can, can Auburn can actually control the clock with their offense. If they wanna get conservative and they wanna and they wanna go at you, they will. When you give them the chance to go at you, they hurt you. When they give you a chance, when they get when they get the chance to take the air out of the ball and go on a seven eight minute drive, they will. This is a, this is a, this is the offense that Chip Lindsey has put together. And he's made it his. And it's scary to think that it's only going to get better as you go. It's only going to get better. Because we're starting to see Jared Sidham give a little give a little more, get a little bit more freedom. You're starting to see you're starting to see the defense play a little bit more, play a little bit more loose, play a little more freely, but within the, but within the system. This 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 is a team that that's got it all together. Georgia is a team that's got it all together. Yeah, they're struggling a little, little bit because they have a true freshman quarterback who's done a who's done an absolutely admirable job playing a position that. You know, you weren't even you you weren't even going to play this year. You were going to be redshirted this year, but you he's ready in a moment's notice. And I like Jake Fromm. I really do. I really do. And speaking of the Fromms, the Fromm twins, uh, his twin brothers, actually, his his little brother Dylan, who is a uh, who is a quarterback at Warner Robins High School. They're going to the state championship game next week, um, and they're undefeated. Uh, they'll be playing Rome, which beat Buford last night. So, uh, shout out to uh, the Fromm twins and and the Fromm family, Warner Robins High School. Um, they're playing with heavy hearts this year. They're playing with heavy hearts here in the last couple of weeks. You know, losing legendary coach Finley, um, who I had I had to. Um, a fortunate chance to meet, and uh, was also coached by his son. So, uh, by his son Richard, his son Rich. So, uh, shout out to Richard. Shout out to Rich Finley and, and the Finley, the Finley family. Uh, continued prayers going up, going going up for that family. Well, doing um, a little shout out here. Sorry about that. But um, Jake Fromm, he he, I thought he was a year away. From being uh, from being that guy. Um, next next year he's gonna push. He's gonna push for playing time next year, and it's gonna be fun to see him push for playing time. And um, I think this is gonna, like I said. I think this game is gonna be a little bit different from from the first game. I don't think Auburn's gonna, gonna score forty one points. I think I think it's gonna be a close game. I think that. You know, George's looking for revenge. Auburn's looking to stabilize and and keep themselves and keep themselves, you know, within ear reach of the playoffs. 
But Auburn needs to do this. They need to win. Auburn can win this game. Auburn, I think Auburn will win this game. I think it'll be a closer game than people think. I I think it's gonna be better than the forty one. I think it's gonna be closer than the forty one seventeen matchup. I think Auburn will win this game twenty seven twenty, which is what I this is what I said the game would be <laughs> on November eleventh. I, I thought it was gonna be a twenty seven twenty game, and it ended up being again forty one to seventeen. So. We're we're looking at we're looking at, at some parallels here, and I hope that everything comes out that everything goes right for everybody. Hope that everybody is safe in, in Atlanta. Uh, and I hope everybody comes out unscathed. Now, what does that mean if if Auburn if Auburn wins, Auburn's in the playoffs. Georgia wins, Georgia's in the playoffs. But Georgia also needs some help. <laughs> if they want the one seed, they want the two seed. Okay. I think, and and, and here, here's the other thing. Auburn wins. Auburn makes a point for, for Alabama, to be honest with you. And like I said, Wisconsin wins, Wisconsin's in. You know, this is status quo. Everybody wins, everybody's in. But one of those teams wins. I mean, do you look at quality wins? And myself, I mean, nobody else is going to say this, but for me, for me, again, I'll go back and say it. The Fresno State win, Even though they 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 blew, it was kind of a blowout. You know, forty-one ten win. You look at their record, and you look at you look at their record. Nine and three. They play they play in probably the best mid-major conference in in the country in the Mountain West. A lot of people are gonna say, "Well, that's <laughs> that's JV Lee." Da, 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 da. Shut up. I mean, you got some quality teams in the Mountain West. You got got Boise. You got San Diego State. You have, I mean, Wyoming is is, is starting to become relevant. Air Force is in the conference. Um, I mean, again, I mean, you got so many, you got so much in that conference, man. I mean, you 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 can't discount. The Mountain West is the quality is the quality of schools up to what we see in the SEC or the ACC? No, but the quality is there. I mean, the quality is there, and I, I want people to understand what I'm saying. There's quality there. Quality is there. In the Mountain West, quality wins. You know, we looked at Boise State <laughs> two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. I mean, three years ago, like even last year, you beat Boise State. That is a quality win, <laughs> and it's a quality win because of what they've done in the past. 
this equality win because we know what comfort they should be in. And Bill, uh, Commissioner Boldy, Big 12, um, Big 12 uh, school presidents, Big 12 ADs, uh, Big 12 SIDs. (laughs) Should I go on? But, yeah, I mean, Boise State, Colorado State, yeah, those those are quality, you know, Fresno State, those are quality wins. And you got coaches there that have good pedigrees that have coached elsewhere in in major in, in some of the Power Five conferences. So let's just let's just leave that there. Okay, we're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We're gonna we're gonna hear more of my predictions on the SEC championship game. Y'all stay tuned. Club money, love money, and getting money. Them thug 
get the drug money. Living life in the fast, just wide open and running. Pinky rings and figaros, sit on these niggas. Couple gold for the grill, compromise to your check. Looking like a model, who let the genie out the bottle? Chancing a hint it if you broke it like hitting the lotto. Make you wanna jump up on it by the way that she flown it. Up and down, round and round, steady squirrel like a pony. But girl, shake it off. Shake it off, shake it off. Got a body like a stallion horse. Make it bounce, 10s and 20 flying in the air. Take them all, make them ball, reach off in their pockets and break you off. Girl, shake it off, shake it off, take it off. Got a body like a stallion horse. Make it bounce, 10s and 20 flying in the air. Take them all, make them ball, reach off in their pockets and break you off. Black coupe so nasty, let the roof be nasty. 
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. So excited to be talking to be talking football to you, man. And oh my goodness, I cannot wait to next week. Uh, might be making my my pilgrimage to Atlanta next week. And Mercedes Benz Dome, bound for the Benz, is now turned into <laughs> is now turned into wins at the Benz and. Uh, before we get out of here, man, I just want to give some special shout-outs to uh, Rush Probst and um, Bill Stewart, head coaches at Calker County and North Gannett, um, North Gannett High Schools um, here in the state of Georgia um, for making it to the state finals, 7A, 7A uh, state final, uh, Calker County, North Gannett. Uh, Calker County beat, beat Brookwood 31-14 to 14 last night in uh, North Gannett, uh, Beat McKeeson of thirty-eight to thirty-eight to fourteen. So uh, thirty-eight to ten. I'm sorry. Uh, great year for McKeeson Indians. Uh, supposed to be in a rebuilding year for them. Uh, Bill Stewart, first year, um, first year head coach after being um, a longtime defensive coordinator at at Mill Creek High School, uh, neighboring school in uh, in Gwinnett County. Um, he's doing some great things over at, at North Gwinnett. Uh, shout out to them. Region one six A is is uh in six A in here in the state of Georgia. Uh, Region one will be representing the six A state championship game. Uh, Lee County, which has been number one all year, they'll play Coffee, which uh, who, whom they beat early in the year as well. Uh, really excited to see that game as, as well. First year, first time Lee County has ever been to the state championship game. Um, the fighting Luke Bryans. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, the generals um, of Lee County, um, not the fighting Lee Bryans. You know, Lee Bryan, uh not the fighting uh, Luke Bryans of the world. Um, Luke Bryan is from Leesburg, Georgia. Went to Lee County High School. Uh, his his school is in the state championship game. Uh, big shout out to those those two schools there. Um, again, we we talk um, we talk Rome, we talk Warner Robins, and uh, the 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 burning question was who is the number one team in the state in five A, um, Rome or Buford? Um, they've been one and two all year. One Rome been one and one pole since they beat since they beat Buford in the state championship game last year. Buford number one in, in the poll, in, in, in other polls, um, being based on on their previous track records. Um, Buford had a had a string of ten consecutive state championship game appearances snapped last night. They got beat by Rome forty five to seven, and um, they'll play Warner Robins again. Uh, Dylan Fromm is a quarterback over at Warner Robins, brother of Jake Fromm. Um, they're 14 and 0. Um, again, like I said, playing with heavy hearts, uh, losing long time, long time coach and and Rich Finley uh, early in the season. So um, they've been playing for that. They've been playing inspired football over there in Warner Robins. Um, and game on. One of the games I'm really excited to see. I'm really excited to see is uh, Blessed. Blessed Trinity and Marist, and uh, 
both of these schools, the Catholics, private Catholic schools, they're um, both in Quade, uh They're the Quade, uh finalists there. Blessed Trinity, Roswell, Georgia, right across the street from Roswell High School, like literally, uh, right across the street from Roswell High School. Marist, the Marist School, uh, back in their rightful place, uh, so to speak. I mean, they're one of the blue bloods of, of high school football here, here in Georgia and uh, in lower classifications here in Georgia. And really excited to see them play Blessed Trinity. Blessed Trinity, um, State finalist the year before, um, losing to Westminster. Uh, also won a state championship a couple of years ago as well. Another game I'm looking forward to, the <laughs> the brothers in Peach County. Um, man, they they they're doing some uh, some more big things down at Peach County. Peach County beat Cedar Grove yesterday last night. Uh, GAC last night. They'll be facing Calhoun, Calhoun from the Chattanooga area. They'll be playing in the in the state finals against each other. Calhoun, um, third time in four years that they'd be in the state championship game. So, um, really excited for really excited to see this game as well. I mean, all these games have have gotten just big time, big time written all over it. Hurd um, County, Hurd County, Hayville Charter. Again, Hayville Charter, you know, they got some really they got some really good alums from that school. Uh, LSU's Arden Key went to Hayville Charter. Um, they ended the story career of um, Ohio State commit and um, Hurricane County quarterback um, Emory Jones last night, 28-23. 23. They'll, they'll play Raven County, and Raven County um, – is, is this their year? This their year of destiny. Um, you haven't seen the team from the mountains get this far since the Raven teams of the sixties and seventies, um, from what I'm understanding. Um, I'm really excited to see this matchup: Raven County and Havel Charter. Havel Charter, you know, if you don't know their story, man, I mean, that story is just is unbelievable. Um, I'll be talking more about that next week. Um, of course, you know, single A here in Georgia is broken down in the, into the public division and the private division, and and the region of doom, uh, region one six A, which is region one single A, which is in South Georgia. Uh, got some rivals here, uh, Clinch County, Irwin County. When I say that these two are powerhouses in in the, in these small in in in, in the in the lower in the lower um, echelons, the lower um, I don't want to call them lower lower schools, but smaller smaller um, school populations. Um, these two smaller schools, man, they've got some story history behind them. Clinch um, County, which is like <laughs> which sits right up against the the Okefenokee Swamp, Irwin County, which sits uh, which is a neighboring county. Uh, I'm just I'm excited to see this game as well. Um, just to see them, to see those two teams match up against each other, it is it is going to be absolutely amazing just to see it. Uh, can't wait to can't wait to see that matchup. And then finally, um, single A private uh, Eagles Landing Christian. They'll be facing Athens Academy. 
in in the um in the single A private uh state championship game which will open up um all the state championship games on Friday morning at ten o'clock. So just really I'm so excited, man. Just to I mean, I I'm sad to see high school football end <laughs> for the year in the state of Georgia. So still got a couple more weeks in Texas, still got a couple more weeks in in um in um California. Um next week is the next week is the Super Seven in Alabama. Again, big shout outs to to those teams involved in, in those games and um like I said, I'm just I'm really excited to um to be a part of, of the Dennis Storm family. Very excited to be a part of Live by Tennis Network. So, um, you know, in order, I'm just, like I said, I'm just, I'm just excited, man. And um, go out and support your local, your local high schools. If your local high schools are still playing uh, football this season, um, state championship games, a lot of those kids probably going to be the last time they ever put on shoulder pads for others. You know, they probably have a chance to go play elsewhere. Um to play further, you know, high schools, uh, college football, you know, junior college football, what have you. Um, go out there and support your local teams. Go out there, you know, if your team playing tonight, uh, support your team in, in their championship in their championship game. I'll be definitely be shouting for Auburn. Um, we'll be shouting for Auburn. So, um, War Eagle, everybody, and also uh, everybody just be safe, man. Whatever you do, whatever you decide to do, please be safe. Please please do things responsibly. And just like my man Connor Cassidy said, man, we all have dreams, and everybody's, everybody's got one, so live it. Um, that being said, man, we'll see you next weekend. And uh, War Eagle, let's go tailgating. I feel that you're someone that's not only concerned with what's happening right now, but with your legacy as well. Um, what is the legacy that you're looking to leave behind? That I've changed the world and I have fun doing it. Veronica, we all got dreams. I keep a Veronica, we all got dreams. Hey, I keep a rolling because we all got dreams. I keep a rolling because we all got dreams. Right? I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got yeah. The way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from 
Bob Marley to Queens But drawing my inspiration from race against the machine Sword as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme Brought myself on a road to becoming something I've seen It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams Run it <laughs> Run it both right now. Yeah. Run it. Run it. Tell C you're gonna have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh. uh. What? Gentlemen getting after his dream. And Run it. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Hey. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got I keep it rolling cause we all got I keep it rolling cause we all got Let's take it back to 09. Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides. Simple minded some stoners, we got nothing but time. Now don't it sound bad? Talking back with Cuddy was the soundtrack. Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe. I'm kicking back with my people, I swear it's all that I need. Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease. Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees. I tell you, there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel. Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels. The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real. From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still. We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition. Introduce them what's missing in young mind. That are lifted. I throw myself on the road of living by higher means. This just the sound of me getting after my dreams. Run it. Keep it rolling, cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling, cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling, cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling, cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling, cause we all got dreams. Keep it rolling, cause we all got I'ma use these two hands to create my dreams And begin to fill with the people I'm out of Caesar Delegate through my actions Let my life do the preaching You gotta mold the clay before you be Ali Cash is the root of the evil around me I mean what I'm speaking Call the truth and you call it deep Reach your mind with the power Moses used to open the sea, nigga See, nigga Understand, there's a God who's sitting above you Making a note of every time you struggle But never forget that ending is nothing Without the plot leading up to it He brought you to it, he gon' lead you Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.